Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Well, I'm Neil Driscoll from Above and Beyond Boating, and I'm going to be sharing some boating insights with you today around engines. So, uh, look, I hope this one will be a useful one. Uh, it's designed for all of you, not just the um, the sailors or the motorboaters. And um, you know, share with you kind of. We'll start with a few ideas. As with everything that I'm, I'm always trying to help you with here. It's um, it's about kind of identifying areas that you uh, should it give yourself a pat on the back and say, "Yep, that's great. I'm really happy with where I've got to." And on the other side, you know, helping you identify uh, where gaps might exist and give you some ideas on how you can fill them. So um, let, let's start with sailors. It's um, an obvious obvious place and, um, you know, really highlight that the the engine on a sailing boat or engines, if it's a, a catamaran, um, then they are referred to as the auxiliary engines. And I think that's something that's often missed is the idea it's a... A sailing boat and it was designed to go sailing so hopefully if we you know if we have engine failure the seamanship skills are such that um it's solvable although you know granted depending on the situation uh it might be more more solvable than uh, than others at certain times but um i do think that's an important idea for you to kind of get comfortable with is remembering that the the engine is supposed to be a backup to the sails and if you're sailing is not necessarily at a point that you you feel you could say that with confidence and that's probably just something to consider putting on your to-do list and uh, if, if you wanted to um to to kind of just keep raising those skills until you, you felt like you could confidently say that and clearly with twin engines and we've got this uh, redundancy that you've you've always got another engine be it on a, a multi-hull or a, a twin engine motor cruiser um I think it's worth focusing on though at this point is um just because you're comfortable that it's a backup um depending on the kind of cruising and adventuring you're going to be doing uh i i would recommend thinking through you know all manner of things so for example um uh let's look bigger picture going on you know bolder trips for a minute so is there a way that you can um transfer between you know which fuel tank feeds an engine so for example if you had a uh, poor engine failure that you you knew wasn't um, going to be able to get solved before you got somewhere that you could access uh, the fuel that was designated for that engine uh, and be able to kind of use it to feed your uh, your starboard engine. Now, I mean that might sound quite obvious, but in um, in newer uh, modern boats that has often been thought about, um, especially because you may have you know one or two tanks feeding two engines and possibly a genset as well. Um, on many boats this hasn't actually been thought about or it was thought about but actually you don't yet know where all the kind of changeover taps are and what you're meant to do so I'm just raising this one that even if you uh, if you're on a boat where you you've got another engine and that's your kind of backup plan maybe just explore it a little bit and uh, and make sure that you kind of really understand um what your kind of fuel capacity would be, how you drive the boat and moor it on one engine, if there's other things that you need to uh, be aware of when you've got that, you know, one engine doing all the extra work, what your cruising capacity is, and how you'd feed the fuel in from other tanks um, 
uh, from engines that may now uh, may now have become redundant. The other thing I will touch on um, at the moment, especially that happens to be the kind of boat that I've I've got right now, is um, if you've got a single engine motor cruiser, um, then you know your seamanship can become quite critical. So you know, factoring in that you've got a a bit of a plan. So if you are on a, a single engine boat and you don't have a, a mast and sails, that you've got a bit of a backup plan uh, figured out for what you'll do if uh, if something goes wrong. And I, I certainly know that uh, does affect kind of the passage planning decisions I'll make and, you know, the seamanship in terms of where I'll go and what what, what we'll do at any one time. So just, just something for you to think about. Now, in terms of raising your game uh, or identifying where you might want to raise your game for engines, um, the beauty of the internet, obviously the internet's an area that I spend a lot of time with an online training company um, uh, and, uh, you know, major online presence in everywhere that we try to be, then you quickly find yourself uh, being drawn into forums and groups and they are awesome, but I just um, I wanted to just touch for you for a minute that you will almost certainly find yourself getting advice um, from people who are very inclined to engineering, uh, might have you know professional background in it, and um, and sometimes the competencies that you'll see people um, have seem almost un, unattainable. And t- to be fair, sometimes I think that's probably a realistic way to look at it. I mean, if someone's got 40 years experience professionally on the tools and I think the idea that you could do any sort of uh, basic course or you know watch a couple of videos online and be on par with them I think it's fair to say that would be ambitious um, but just because you get advice from people who may have the skills to you know strip an entire engine on their own rebuild it take one out put another one in doesn't mean that um you have to look at that and think oh well if I can't get there I can't get anywhere because although that would be you know a great skill set to have that's not necessarily as as advanced as you need to be able to get to on your own um on your own kind of skills and boating that you're going to do so what I um what I want you to try and think about is drawing drawing a line on your own experience um um and your current the current goals of the boating you'd like to be doing now and then of course uh, the boating you'd like to do in the future so i would suggest our free tool logbook can be very helpful for this so just go on to uh, the website aabboating.com um and you can find your way to it either via the boating insights or the customer login it's a completely free service and um you just choose what your plan is at the moment. So either a local adventurer, East Coast Explorer, Mediterranean Sailor or Blue Water Skipper. And it's a framework for all of your skills, but it's we're finding if you just kind of, it doesn't take long, maybe 10 minutes to fill out what where you're at with that. And particularly on an engineering side of things, it will help you quickly identify areas, um, not just on the engines, but boat, you know, understanding your own boat and, and where, where you should get to. And um, and that can be really nice for you to make sure that you've got a kind of sensible um, sensible idea of you know how you're getting on along the way. Now, when you're when you're looking at this, let's look towards you know a lot of people who are 
doing our courses um, and listening to the podcast, even if not yet, but in time would like to be a very confident and competent blue water skipper. Um, when you're working towards those goals, then there, there is an area of independence that you need to be able to get to. And what I find most useful is um, using the structure initially of something, um, you know, on a, a, a base level to just give you some ideas. You've obviously got ABB TV at seven ninety nine a month, but really from a structured learning standpoint, uh, the complete skipper course has got a major focus on learning your own boat and systems and going through each system on your boat and identifying it. And, and the idea is that you actually go through each lesson, pay attention to be it the water system or in this case the engine, uh, there's a book where you can then actually download and print it so you can uh, make notes around your boat for uh, stuff you might not think about, like which tools you need to work on a specific thing, like what what tools, if any, you need to open your impeller or your raw water filter, where the access point is and so on. So we just tried to make it as easy as possible for you to start with to be able to uh, learn your own boat and then, of course, carry out checks. The next stage for you from here is actually I'd encourage that you organize with a uh, the mechanic that's going to service that you you know you let them know I you know I appreciate this is going to take a bit longer because I'm going to be there as well but see if you can get them to uh, have you there ideally actually perfect world would be that you use your tools to service your engine under their supervision using the spares that you're carrying and that then at the end of it you replenish the spares that you've got on board. Some mechanics, they will actually be a little bit suspicious when you say this and they're worried that you're going to try and um, do them out of a job. I think just an open and honest conversation is all that's needed there. Just make sure that you let them know that it's your intention to uh, to learn the boat and that in time you'd like to be able to, um, you know, just be self-sufficient, but that you're, not, you're not trying to take the work away from them. Uh, all the good ones I've ever met are t- totally open to it and actually really keen to share the knowledge. Um, couple of key headlines there were your tools and your spares. So, um, you know, it's absolutely pointless learning to do something that you think you could do, and then discovering that your tools are—you don't have the right tool for the job, or you don't know where it is, or how it works, or it was really easy when they had this special impeller remover. And they gave us a trick about removing it with screwdrivers, but actually, I'd rather just have the impeller remover, whatever it might be. But it's just important. You know, if you're going to learn these things, that you become familiar not just with your boat, but your equipment, and then managing your own spares inventory. What, why I like using the spares to service the engine each year or each service interval is that that way you're able to keep track of things not getting old, not not going rusty. Um, if you have ended up with um, depleted spares or the wrong thing, at least you hopefully find out about it without it being um, an issue. Now, outside of this, the reason I, you know, although often we're talking about sailing, why I wanted to get into engines for you today is that I think that this is an area that the competence builds your confidence. And as I've often seen the extremes, highly experienced sailors that um, never even glance in the engine bay, they just kind of know that they can sail out of anything and haven't really worried too much about it, or the other extreme of, very um, very experienced engineers that may even see the sails as an auxiliary to their engine. But um, 
it, it it's a part of the boat. I mean, if you don't have sales, obviously it's a really big part of the boat. But I think being confident that you can kind of identify and solve basic issues and depending on your skills, knowledge uh, and how self-sufficient you need to be, that will vary, will give you a lot more fun. So um, Complete Skipper Course is a really good place to start and get out there and have fun. Thanks.